She sent another one. Hi, guys. Welcome to this episode of The Trainer Feed. We are your host. My name is Angel Sanchez. We have David Bravo. Hi. And Jacques Delageur. Delageur. Good afternoon, everybody. What morning if you're hearing this then? And we have a couple of topics today. We were going to go over um, first shoes, kicks, uh, what kind of shoes to get right now, what's hot, what's not Hottest hot. Hottest trends. You Hottest know? trends in the field. Uh, we were going to go over certifications and things to look for when getting your certs. And last but not least, we were going to go over, David, what do you have? Our uh, Theragun Hypervolt foam rolling self-myofascial release and my thoughts on it. There we go. Cool. All right. So we'll start with kicks because we already started talking about it. So we'll just dive back in. I think uh, we're having a drought, right? Like nobody's gotten any new kicks recently. I'm getting them today. Getting new kicks today. And what you're you getting? getting the Romaleo 2s? The Romaleo 2s. I like that design a lot better. Look, I think it's a, it looks a lot cooler. What color are you getting them in? Um, Shit. I think they were... Oh, oh black ones. Black ones. Black. Did it yeah, come from like... The website I went to, they have, they have the shoes, but depending... So you could click on whichever model you want, and then it'll tell you which sizes are available. Mm. It's called athleteps.com. Yeah, I was about to say, drop that. Let's check it yeah, out. Yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty dope uh let me let me see if i can show you um do they have like funky colors or is it just always like typically all one oh, color? colors yeah oh, those are dope those colors they have like the really the neon green ones i think are fire i mean i, I typically wouldn't wear something that bright but oh i have those in the threes yeah, yeah. i don't I'm, I need to get wear the more black often, ones but... you know keep it simple or maybe we'll get the neon green and pink ones who knows yeah, those are done specially for the Olympics in 2016, to my knowledge. My boy oh, really? Lu Zhaozhong yeah. wore those. So the 2016 Olympics, they had the lifters. They had, uh, do you remember Marcella had those sneakers with the the pink and the fluorescent yellow? A client yeah, gave her, her. Her client gave her, and her client had them too, right? Yeah, exactly. So those were all in the 2016 Olympics. They were it was a uh, a theme that I think Nike were going with, and that's typically something that I just. And just happen to follow some of their trends, their patterns, and uh, again the neon green. Again the neon green. I'll, I'll, neon I'll green. find them before the end of the episode. I'll find them for our YouTube viewers who are interested. I'll show you they're in, they're in here. But, so. Yeah, and for the YouTube uh, people, you got something going on in the side there, right? You got a little foilage. This is where this is where all the yeah. So this is where all everyone thought this is, this is yeah <laughs> in the dungeon. No, this is this is a tree that the light the lights come on and you guys thought I was getting ready for Christmas. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, you fucking savages! You're like, oh, it's fucking Christmas in November. So match shit, and Alex is the one that set it up. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm yeah, just... <laughs> spent so much time, hard work, doing that, and you just shat on it. No, I'm sorry. Damn, David. Is it Nike or Nike? Big debate. It's Nike, bro. I believe in the UK. I always call it Nike. You guys say Nike, Nike yeah. Nike, Nike. I don't know. The one I can't agree with over here is Adidas. You guys Adidas. say Adidas. What you mean Adidas? It drives, Adidas. It drives Adidas. me. It's Adidas, bro. Drives me up the wall. Cause who? Who? What's the name? Why is it named Adidas? Do you guys know? No. Is it? Oh, I, bet I, I, I bet I get this right. If I get this wrong, I get shredded again. Um, <laughs> Adidasler, the guy who invented the brand, his mm. name is that. So Adidasler. That's how you pronounce the last name. So. Mm. To my my thinking is it's not Dustler, it's Dassler, so Adidas. That's why we just we we think of it, but um That's his first name? No, his first name. Uh okay, here it is. I got it. I was like, that's it? a hell of so a first the name. company this according to yournextshoes.com. Okay. Uh it says in fact the company is named after its founder, Adolf Dazzler. Mm. Nickname was Adi. There you or, go. I guess it's Adi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had, I'm not going to say Adi and Das from Dazzler. So right, I guess you you're it. right, Jock. Fuck. So, that's, so that for me is why I, to this day, I still think, nope, Adidas. But then how would you guys say Puma or Puma? I mean, Puma. Puma. No, it says Puma. But what's the animal? What would you call the animal? A Puma. A Puma. So what would you say the Argentinian rugby team is? The Pumas? Yeah. I don't know about that. The Pumas. Lost well, Puma, Pumas. But, okay, so that's that's weird. That's interesting, though. Like, I'm thinking if that's just solely for... 
is it like sports shoes can we go over more name brands and then find some weird translations or whatever? Uh, okay all right so can you okay sorry to cut you guys off i just yeah, i just typed in pronunciation of nike mm-hmm. and they gave me two pronunciations the american pronunciation i don't know if you guys could hear it uh hold on probably not because uh did you hear that nah well okay it says american pronunciation nike mm-hmm. and then you click british pronunciation and it's Nike. Nike. <laughs> it's like this the Siri equivalent when it when you can change the Siri or, or the Alexa accent. No, so, bro. I mean, that's because you're um I just realized it's because the audio is going through your headset. That's why. Yeah. I have it right but, here. Okay. Hold on. That is interesting. Nike. Okay, this is the American pronunciation. Yeah. Nike. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Nike. <laughs> man so, so you made up your own you little run, lingo you, you made up your own little thing nike that's no, your can't. own little thing that's only for that you woman, that woman. Nah, thanks, like... thanks for holding the door nike employee <laughs> <laughs> they're like what the hell he just what is this guy talking about this guy is... no nah, but, any, but anyway that's that's just kind of where i go through but um but, but anyway um, with yeah. go on sorry david the shoes, some of the trends right now going on that I've seen at the gym are I've seen someone wear I don't get it. People wearing the fucking uh, Yeezys to work out in. Mm. In my opinion, I mean, the way I, I grew up is like, I'm paying 600 700 $800 for those types of shoes. I'm not going to go work out in them. How stable are they really as well? They're not. They don't look very good for... So I have uh, a higher... An asymmetrical high arch on my right foot where i'm gonna get into the topic of orthotics later but it's it means that whenever i look at my shoe without an orthotics i see the one heel or one side of the shoe is more one than the other because my foot isn't completely symmetrical so shoes like that even though i like wearing shoes of that style are really not good for my foot and my thinking is as you just said david imagine you're doing upper body to see the harm in wearing it you're not really putting too much weight through the ground right like but if you're deadlifting and squatting where your base of support through your feet needs to be pretty i don't know let's say secure i don't know i don't know unless i know if i would recommend that shoe for those activities mm. i see what you're saying but upper body i think what does it matter if you're doing rows bench press overhead press i mean if you, even what? if you're standing I yeah get it, like but... if you're squat i don't know I guess if you're squatting, if you're doing anything unilateral lower body, it's probably sus. Mm. And you can make the argument for bilateral as well, like depending on how much stability you got, right? Yeah, and I, I would say something else that comes into this conversation as well actually is if you have terrible ankle mobility or range of motion or instability, you can also... Who who used this? Um, it was Freddie, right, that said you can have a $100 pair of shoes with a $0.05 cent squat or something? Remember? I think it was like hundred dollars and ten cents, like, but like or some something like that. But he was trying to say that messing no matter how, that. yeah, messing up everything. But if you, he was just really talking about no matter how good your accessories or your shoes are, right? The, that um, if your if your mobility or your um flexibility, whatever it is, is dog shit, it doesn't matter. So we could also argue that. You could have someone wearing the best pair of lifters, like you said, David, you get the new Romaleos, the twos, the threes, the fours, whatever, and have dog shit mobility in your ankle. Uh, dog sh- well, no, I'm saying someone could have the best shoes, have a, have terrible ankle mobility, or, or versus someone who's wearing the Yeezys and have great mobility. And yeah. if you put them up against each other, you're saying, well, at this point, one has no good range of motion, the other one does, or... The other one is is his body is used to doing these movements. He's used to living in these ranges, and yeah, he's wearing Yeezys. But because his body is a, in, is is used to being able to move like that, it, it, you you pick up that observation as well. But that begins, just... yeah, that begins to become a super flex, right? Like if you got good mobility, stability, you're dropping in two depths by David Bravo standards in a squat, and he looks to see what you're wearing on your feet. And then you got the Yeezys. David would be like, all right, that's a flex. You know, all yeah. right, you got me there. I didn't expect that. Like you see the knees, the hips, all that stuff. You're just like, I wonder, he's barefoot. Definitely. She's barefoot. And then all of a sudden, boom, Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Must be nice to waste seven. Or dunks or something like that. 
<laughs> no, but I've seen, you know, I've seen so many, I've seen so many types of shoes. The new ones, I mean, Noble, you know, they're, they're coming up. They've, I remember I bought a first, my first pair of Nobles when they were sort of still coming out with their shoes. Um, they have good branding. Uh, they have great branding. Mm, yeah, um, advertising crazy amounts. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. a, I think they had a sample store down in Soho. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, I it think it's still there. It's still I there. I think it's still there. It's I, I used to Doe. Right. Donut plant. Something like that. But, and uh, uh, next to a digging opposite Equinox. Yeah. I say. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? That's, that's, yeah. The, yeah, that's how I know it by. But, no, but when I first bought the shoes, I only used to wear them to train clients. Uh-huh. And I would notice that the sole started coming off, like like Mm-mm. the like where where the insertion of the sole and the actual body of the shoe. Wow! I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even use these to work out. That's not. And then I, I emailed them and they sent me a new pair like right away. But mm. my experience with it wasn't great, but I'm sure now it's a lot better quality because they have yeah. so many new shoes coming out. True, and I think like they have a lot of flavors and all that stuff too. Like I went on the website to check um, after our last conversation about kicks, and I was just scrolling, and I was like, "Damn, this shit got like twenty pages of footwear." Like I'm just going through and going through, and I was like, "Let me try to narrow the search," and it's like fifteen pages. And I'm like, "Their okay. first pair of lifters were ugly as shit." I believe it. I thought they were. I'm sorry. Uh... That's probably why they kind of marketed or changed gears for advertising because. Um, they probably only had a couple and they didn't look that great mm. and people weren't really feeling it. They probably got feedback. Um, so they made some changes there, but right now they got a lot of flavors. It, the only hesitation is like the size. Um, and I guess the quality, cause I, I haven't worn them, but I just saw them and I was just like, geez, it's like endless up there with Metcons. Like Metcons got so many different types and shapes and flavors. That's right. It's crazy. Yeah, there's so many different ones, and um, yeah, I I haven't looked on Noble in a while, but it's interesting because I had a couple of clients that had some of the models, and one really liked it, the other one wasn't so crazy, but it depends on the model, I think, and I think mm-hmm. it's also always fair to say that, um, I think it'd be really beneficial to do, and I don't know if we would do this, but imagine we did testing where you got uh, either you were blindfolded. Or either the sheesh. It will, think of it this way: it'll say, imagine you got three, four pairs of sneakers, and you took them out, and you were to try them all. And it, let's say they're just generically white or generically black, right? Mm-hmm. And you were to do weeks of workout with them, and every single one of them, and make notes, and come out of it, not knowing the brands. Hmm. I'm sure that we would have a different value or. That's interesting. That's like, right. um, yeah, because they've done similar experiments with coffee, right? Like, and people have it set up on a table and they're sipping on McDonald's coffee saying it beats Starbucks and all these other fancy places. Cause uh, you don't have you know. that, uh, conflict. You don't have, and look, I'm, I'm one of the first to admit that I'm more drawn to the Nike design shoes as opposed to necessarily the best. I mean, they're, they're comfortable to me, but if mm-hmm. someone wants to say, try these nobles try these uh for example the reebok nanos are Mm. one of the competitive shoes to the nike metcon and i never like the look of them but people uh is it the nano the reebok nano yeah nano i can't right they're competitive to who i'd say those are whenever i was whenever i was going to crossfit people either wore the nanos or the metcons those and then some nobles but those are the main two i would see so I felt that whenever someone I spoke to uh, who went to CrossFit, who was into it, would speak about, oh, I don't know whether I want to get the Nanos or the Metcons. So that was that sort of conversation. And so I always kept a close eye and they always released their pairs around the same time, same time of year. So they were, seemed like direct competition. And I mean, Metcons are the first ones that came out. Yeah, but I think if the Metcons are now six different styles, the Nanos, I want to say there are how many? More than seven at least. So, um, but I guess what I'm getting with this is that I always saw the Reeboks being another popular choice, but I was never sold on the design. So for that reason, I never got a pair. But um, it's 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 foolish of me to be like that because function over fashion, and it's a little hard for me to do that sometimes. If a pair of sneakers look good, even if the functionality isn't as efficient as a pair of sh- as another pair of shoes, as I'm just stating. I may end up going just more for the style, which is not very functional. And but as I, I mentioned, huh? 
it depends on everybody too. Like sometimes you feel good and whatever mm. it is and you move better and you move more and you go outside and you step out. Cause you're like, I'm feeling myself even to somebody else who might be like, this looks like trash. Yeah. Just walking out with straight up trash bags on your feet. <laughs> but if you feel good, you're probably going to be more likely to move more likely to put it on the gram, advertise all that mm. stuff. So it is important and it's not negligible. I think that there is validity in you feeling like, met cons are the shit and you move well in them and they feel comfortable to you and they look really good so you know there's no, something that's a, fair point. That. It's a fair point i mean i'd rather um, wear med cons than the nanos well that's that's my thought process but had let's say we were to do this i mean it'd be amazing if one day we get this platform off we did it ourselves so we had the four pairs i'd say what the nanos and met cons the no balls and say i don't know what's another lifting shoe or or strength training shoe for example Ooh. maybe uh, Guillermo had a, a pair he liked. It was another brand. Uh, innovate. Or say innovate exactly. Let's say we all four of those made a, a Metcon equivalent style shoe. You gonna buy We it tested for? them out. What's up? You gonna buy it for us? No, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully we get some sponsors. You know. <laughs> he said, hopefully nice. we get to the point, and that means sponsors. Hashtag spawns. But that would act, that would be cool. Like, and a way to do it would be, I mean, somebody's gonna steal this idea and fucking make a million. <laughs> you know, like the little kid who um does the YouTube videos on um toys. Yeah. Became yeah, that big so hot thing where he just like, oh, look at this toy, and he reviews it. It's gonna be just like that. It's gonna be somebody who just man. does exactly what we're saying. But if you bleach, not bleach, but like if you don't, if no branding, right, just the shoe. No brand, not even the, the box nothing. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, put whatever sole you need and just all like either all white or all black. Like the shape can be the shape, but, you know, just have it so you can't really say this is this or this is that and have, you know, these companies throw them in a box and say, all right, try these out. What did you like? What didn't you like? And about what? And for each and every one of them, what did you like about it? What did you exactly? Yeah. What did you like about it? I'm sure there'd be some things you preferred. And I just remember doing this. Uh, sort of testing when I was in uh, high school for uh, food and drink, for example, and it was the brand's uh, drink versus the uh, generic brand. You know how uh, somewhere like Trader Joe's has its own version of this as opposed to, let's say um, we did a test with Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke, whatever it was, and then we had like a knockoff or a store's own version and things with that and food. And Often, to my finding, it was either 50-50 or more in the case of the, the, the non-official product brand. So that's why I think if you had that, and again, you could, when these shoes retail for 135 150 I mean, I know they don't cost that much to make, right? I think they make a lot less. And um, same with clothing as well. But mm -hmm. that's why, um, uh, so when Alex was working at Lululemon, obviously until recently, and when you're an employee, the discounts are more significant than if we're a sweat collective. And uh, that's why her whole wardrobe is Lululemon. But it, you, you, you then start thinking about... Um, <laughs> I was just like, going to say balling. Balling, yeah. But, but it just makes you think about, oh, what's it, the cost of it. But what my point in this is, imagine if you buy a pair of shoes as $130, $150, but there's a pair of shoes out there that are worth or retail for 40 50 but they're better you know hey, and they use retail for 20 bucks or 25 bucks and then that's what i again that was freddie right that mentioned yeah. fate the fate they use? don't even come in a box i think i think it's just like a bag I'm in, a, in a bag yeah i'm in a cloth bag but i also I environment got a, i got a i got a suggestion we should do this more just for like leisure or whatever but doesn't queens have a nike outlet i no. don't know you would Let's be the one. If somebody asked me that question, I would go to you. You'd I only know of the tan Tanger outlets in Long Island and Woodbury. Those are the only ones I know. Where we're coming. Guys, I am dying to go to a... I haven't been to an outlet small in over a year, and I'm dying to find me some deals, man. Oh, wait, no, it's a lie. It was in the summer. My bad. <laughs> I thought it was a year. It's a thing, man. But you know what? For me as well, there's something to be said for... I know the six, the Metcon, I'll, I'll let you guys jump on after this, but the, the Nike Metcons, for example, the latest versions of the sixes, but if I see a pair of fours, fives, I don't really like the fives, but the threes and the, and the, and the, I like the, the twos, twos a lot. The twos are cool. And the threes, sorry, sorry, and the fours, I'm sorry. I saw a pair of fours 
um, when the sixes were just released. And you know what? Like I, I, I think I called them this summer or a year ago, whatever it was. But dude, some some of these fours, I really like the design. I was like, you know what? I'll pay fifty or sixty bucks for a pair of fours that came out a year and a half ago. Because it's not as if the the actual shoe is old, the style is old, but shit works pretty well. And I'd rather do that. Maybe get a pair of sixes when they're down to fifty or something bucks. But I don't, I don't know. I kind of. Well, people also said when we were all at 76th Street, they'd go down to Models and they'd get the latest Metcons. Here was my issue with that. They had maybe the two most basic designs in Models. Mm-hmm. That was it. And you're paying for retail. And Models also, I don't know if they're even in business anymore, but they say the fives came out. They were still selling the fours for full regular retail price. Get out of here. There's no way I'd pay for retail for an old model. And it was the most basic one run over we should go to the outlets and at some point soon and just crush that all of us i think when i first went to models and i heard that we had a discount like an employee discount i ran there thinking i was gonna get everything i was like oh just throw it in the bag percent, <laughs> man. yeah and then first of all they had that you know that that binder the binder and they were they like scan oh. it yeah they had to figure out like oh you get a discount i was like yeah i get a discount and they're like all right um do you know what your code is i said i got nah. my name tag but i don't know what that means and then she had to like open up the binder and flat uh keep flipping pages just to find five percent off so needless to say i just bought the cheapest That's what it was i thought it was 10 no? it might have been 10 5 10 percent um, it wasn't much it was five but um you know who hooked this up kyle hooked this up with uh the super runner shop that's right. I never went in, but I never went. When I went, they were like, "No, we don't got a discount with y'all." I'm like, it had no, to be a certain went. guy, though. I think did it wasn't a certain person. He I had think it with? so. I think so. Um, but he was. I mean, it was. It was just cool. It was a cool setup, cool situation. Uh, and I think that we should have more of that stuff, right? I don't know how much we get with sports club. You know, being as big as it is, like it kind of takes up the whole block. So there's not mm-hmm. like really businesses to the left and right of it um, to do business or barters with but that was a cool that was a cool little perk i got yeah. those cheap socks at models and got some running sneakers at um super runners super runner store oh but if anyone listened to this is interested in ten thousand clothing you put in my last name and you get 15 percent off so can you say that again what was that if you're looking at ten thousand, the clothing mm-hmm. being a brand ambassador i Oh. I guess that's my oh, position, okay. I guess. Yeah. Wow. Um, you put in my last name at checkout, you get 15% off. What's and your last name? Deloge. How do you spell that? D-E-L-O. <laughs> D-E-L-A-U-G-E-R-E. Wow. That's wow. awesome. Just your last name, that's it? That's it, 15% off, yeah. You're so cool, bro. That's why I was I'm telling so... people... Um, do you still have the thing for barbell apparel? You know what? That's a good question. And I hope no one from there is listening because <laughs> I believe so, but I couldn't tell you. I still get the emails and I'm part of the Facebook group, but um, those yeah. those Facebook groups, man, they, I, don't I know. mute all of them. <laughs> I mute. Like, I mean, hey, I guys, do you know anybody in the Wisconsin area <laughs> who's shipping these out to a pair of 34? <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Do you know? Do you guys ever get this? And I think this is because sometimes people change the name of the Facebook groups, and then you're like, "Oh, this is what it formerly was." Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but I'm part of this COVID vaccination group in New Jersey. I have no clue how I'm part of this group, and Damn. I'm getting notifications saying, "Hey, guys, go to this county." I'm thinking, where would I ever willingly sign up to that? Like, I'm not against it, but I don't know when I consciously went up and went, "Here we go, sign me up." Damn, we were almost gonna go a full podcast without mentioning COVID until that. Here we go again. Back in the rabbit hole. Here we go. I'm part of this uh, Facebook group <laughs> called Strength Training 101, and um, I almost I almost started something because there were there was a picture posted about a whole bunch of cake, and the person oh, was shit. like, the person was like, "Not today, Satan. I'm not gonna have cake." <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote. I'm like dot dot dot, but there's nothing wrong with cake though. Oh my god. Oh no. You what you, re- you can't reply. You can't reply to these things, man. So I did, and all I got was I I didn't get bad ones. I got actually pretty nice ones. They were like, they're like, hey, you know, you're right, but I just had cake, so this is like the extra. I'm like, 
context. That's what they're gonna look know. at your profile. They're gonna uh, see. Then I'm done. I'm, they're looking you know, at pictures. Cancel culture. I'm done. I'm get you guys are gonna fire me at some point. And it's it's okay. You guys, we're gonna that, see all these erroneous replies. Yeah. <laughs> on uh on that topic, yesterday there was um because I know this will drop after the Super Bowl, but it coming up this weekend. And on this uh this hockey Instagram page I follow, it had a picture of Brady and it said if who would be the Brady of the NHL? And I put in Sidney Crosby because he cheats. And then the amount of people oh, shit. that were no. pissed and responding. And I got about two people that said, you know what? Good for you. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know what? You 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 start so much shit up. And they were just so mad. And then in my head, I was thinking, wait, does he even cheat? I don't even know if he does. But I would just, <laughs> the fact that it stirred up so many people and they were just getting, and, and I, I don't want to be that kind of person because whenever I see these uh, athletes or, or, or celebrities on Twitter that have a Twitter war and you're just thinking, wow. We're in 2021, 2020, whatever from last year, and we're having arguments on Twitter, and it's or at least I see it, and I think, ah, sad acts, and there I was like dropping something. But sometimes it's funny just to see how people get like a little vex. Again, I'm not trying to vex anyone who likes Brady or Crosby out there, just kind of like being a little provocative. But um, I, I thought that was I didn't expect to get the response <laughs> that I did. <laughs> it was blowing up. But uh, so that was that, yeah. Let's uh, let's change gears to certs. Yeah, so um, recently I was taking out some certifications for you know 2021, and I'm putting together like the CEUs and stuff that I need for uh to maintain my certs. And one thing I didn't know, which I think makes sense, but at the same time I would have rather. I wanted to know that before this all happened, but when you get like different certifications through your um, like personal training uh, facility or uh, how do you call it? Like foundation, whatever you're, uh, which one are you guys? I'm NSCA. You guys are ACSM? I'm uh, in NSCF. No, I'm NCSF. I'm NASM. Fucking NASM. Okay. NASM and NCSF. So in NSCA, when you get like another certification, you have to um, report use. And then you get like, if you want to get certified, you have to have that many more CEUs to recertify for the CEUs. For example, I got the CPT and then I got the CSCS. So instead of doing like, I don't know, like five CEUs or whatever it is, eight CEUs, it turns out to be like 12 or 15, which might not seem like much, but some of these seminars, you don't get too much from it or anything at all. Right. And then that becomes, yeah, it's like 0.5 or 0.2. And it's just like, well, I just spent like three days, like just like in the seminar, listening to webinars. And then some of them don't even transfer over. Right. And that's the other thing too. Like, I feel like it's just too there should be a way where everybody like there's a global or a national sort of continuum when it comes to these things, right? Like you can go and get CEUs here, 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 and here, as opposed to just like, I'm going to offer a webinar. I'm going to offer the seminar and it's going to cost a thousand dollars and you get zero CEUs for it, but you get educated, right? Like, or like have it open-ended, right? Like if I feel like something's valuable, like for example, you know, the animal flow thing, one of my hesitations with it, was that it didn't give CEUs for my certification. So for NSCA, it doesn't give CEUs for um, or continuing education units for um, animal flow. So I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't spend the money because you know at the end of the day, I need to get certified first and then everything else comes after. Um, and then that time went and passed. But I'll, I say that just because I'm looking at um, the emails that I've been getting from like different certification courses and everybody's trying to say hey check us out for 2021 and i'm just trying to figure out what to do and who to go to and what not to do so i'm, I'm looking all throughout that stuff have you guys had any of those like challenges trying to get ceus for certs and things like that so on that note nasm is usually pretty good or to my understanding has been pretty good about hey you need to get 2.1 continuing education credits Here's a course that is two is worth two point three. So do this one course and do it and whatnot. And then also, the or, or typically what it is, I think, for example, those perform better seminars. 
uh, when they were in person before COVID happened, they'd be they'd be worth one point nine, and then your um, what is it called? Your first aid is 0.2. So it ends up being 2.1, whatever. So it's pretty simple. That That being said, they're also pretty good about having courses at NASM. The NASM are pretty good about offering courses that if you just complete the course, it doesn't matter which one you do. It'll be enough to have your continuing education credits for the two year span that you're due for it to keep your training uh, certification. So um, honestly, I again before COVID, I had planned on going to say the perform better seminar and just that being my credits. And then seeing that that wasn't going to happen, I went to do the group fitness um, course and it was enough for me to pass. I felt it was something I should do. I didn't have, we oh, can like always a, keep a group fitness. I'm sorry to interrupt a group fitness certification so you can be yeah. a certified group fitness instructor. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So it was good. Um, I feel it's, not too dissimilar to what we already know, but it, it spoke a lot about the business side of group fitness where, you know, talking about the advantages of if you, tr- you can have interactions with more people, right? So if you charge 20 bucks a head, you get 10 people at $200 an hour. Whereas trying to find a person or two people that want to spend a hundred dollars an hour is a little harder to find in a market. Whereas everyone can chip in for $20. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a client that's away, you lose $20 as opposed to a hundred dollars they just talk about those kind of business strategies and things like that. And, um, uh, there's, there's a lot of the smaller piece of information I didn't know in group fitness. I didn't think you had to be aware of, but it were, and it was good. Long story short, I was actually looking to, um, add to my current work, uh, load yeah. through, uh, doing more group, doing group fitness as well as one-on-one. So I haven't really pushed on it. So that was my take, but to your point, uh, I, I have always looked at these courses and looked at what they were worth. And as you're saying, if something was worth half or I need to do more than one and it seemed like twice the work without sounding lazy, even though this is lazy, I would say, well, how can I do get the same credits with the least amount of work? Yeah. Because to me, it's, I mean, it's time. I mean, it can't, you time. can classify it as being lazy, but it's also time, right? Like you spend, a weekend doing something and it's like five hours Saturday, five hours Sunday, you'd hope to get at least a CEU for it. If you got to complete like five CEUs or eight CEUs within, you know, a two year time span. And here's the thing with perform better. I mean, obviously it wouldn't make any sense if you paid for it and didn't show up, but once you paid and you showed up and signed in your name the first day, you got everything. You yeah. got the credits. It, it wouldn't make sense for you to not show up. But they didn't. They said they weren't enforced you to be there. It wasn't as if it was school, and they said you have to be there every day. Yeah, and that's cool because, and I think a lot of other places do that as well. And I, that was just me just being a novice and showing up and being like, "Oh, I got my cert, I got my CEUs." Like they gave you like the bag and all that stuff. He's like, "Oh, I got the CEUs. I'm good to go." But uh, what I was saying is that it it helps you incentivize something different as opposed to incentivizing the CEU. Like it incentivizes it incentivizes your um, education and your personal growth and your professional growth. So as opposed to just saying, oh, I got to do this one and that one and this one. And then you feel like you're there all day. You can take a break whenever you need a break. You can jump into classes whenever you see fit and workshops whenever you see fit um, and just try to make the best of your time. Right. Because we flew out there. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talk about it every 10th episode. So this sorry, is about, David, this is about the time. <laughs> But um, it makes it it makes it worth your while, right? Like you fly out there, you want to learn some stuff, and you get to be around these fitness industry leaders, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's that's amazing! I wish I went. Well, I plan on doing it twenty twenty one because I'm over. I don't even know if they'll be able to do this thing twenty twenty one summer. It's just uh, it's a little okay. We're not trying to mention COVID. There we go again. That's twice. We should do a drinking game every time I mention COVID. It's a shot. The Super Bowl. Drink, <laughs> drink kombucha. <laughs> oh and super bowl speaking of super bowl um before we jump into david's topic uh, i want to unfortunately congratulate tom brady on winning the super bowl by the time this podcast episode comes win, out bro. it's likely wow. it's likely no, it's that not. he I, I, listen i don't packers i don't want i don't want brady to win but he's that good the chiefs are that good too all right let me let me put it to you another way go on i'll put it to you another way if you're all right, I'm just going to say this craziness. Your great, great, great grandmother was lying on her deathbed. She can last another day if a team wins 
or another or the team doesn't win right that's that's the that's the thing right if tom brady is playing are you going to put your eggs in the tom brady basket or you're going to put your eggs in the other quarterback bracket or basket same bracket and basket it's a tongue twist what's your question if if you if your life was on the line for a football game would you want tom brady to be the quarterback representing your team or would you not want it to be that way I honestly I'd rather die. Hey, <laughs> do you see Mahomes play Listen, this man, year, though, I'm Angel? Not, I'm not. Listen, I have. I have. You have. Have you seen him? Did you see him in? He got. He got. So he got concussed in. That's another. That's, that's like. Another... So there's all right. So there's another piece of the puzzle. So yes, the concussion, but also I heard through the grapevine that, and I don't. I didn't check the source, so this could all be bullshit. But I heard through the grapevine TMZ? that yes, TMZ for real. Why not? We got enough, you know, drama going on. Um, right. I heard through the grapevine that the barber for the Chiefs uh, tested positive for COVID. I heard this. So that could play into the Super Bowl and who plays and who doesn't play, et cetera, et cetera. So apparently one of the, I want to say one of the kickers, one of the punters was halfway through his haircut when the guy got his results. So stop the haircut, right? And this guy was scheduled to cut Mahomes' hair on the day before or something. Something along those lines. But I, I heard that too. Um, it's going to be a whole conspiracy just to make Tom Brady win. I, I watch. But that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, all right, he is skilled. Like he's one of the most skilled, arguably the best, unfortunately, arguably the best quarterback in the league, right? He wins championships. He wins games. And... I want I want the young blood to win. I want Mahomes to win. I want Mahomes, his, you know. Here's the thing. If the Brady wins on Sunday, if we're talking and Brady's won this, he'll only be at what seven. No other athlete in the American history North American history has seven championships. Michael Jordan had six, Brady has six, oh. Kobe has Kobe has five. No one has seven. That's my understanding. So there's an incentive there. But I think that if I, I still that. think It'd I be check interesting. The Yankees record. I gotta see who's. Yeah, check. Yeah, maybe I could be. I could be wrong for the, the baseball actually, but I think also, if um, my thinking as well is, if we're speaking of Mahomes has won a second one in two years and Brady sits at six, I believe that Mahomes will surpass him. That's my. That's my thinking. Because yeah, if you won, if he's twenty five and he's won two, I mean Brady's forty three and he's playing in his. So Brady is forty seven percent likely to reach a Super Bowl in the NFL in a season. That's crazy. He's reached it 10 out of 21 seasons. And honestly, one of those seasons, he went out in the first game of the season. So he couldn't, that wasn't a very likely chance. But you have more chance of Tom Brady reaching a Super Bowl than Steph Curry making a three pointer. Is that for real? That's a stat. Yeah, it's a stat. That's That's just, yeah. And he literally went, Oh, who wants to go to the Super Bowl? Tampa, you want to pick me up? All right, let's go. That's literally what he did. And I will say something else funny real quick. The, did you guys see the Gronkowski thing about the trade when he, he got out of a trade two oh, years yeah. ago? Yeah. David, did you no. see it? He says, oh, yes, I almost got traded. They said, no, you didn't tell the story. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they rung me up and they said, we traded you to Detroit. And he says, you can't trade me. I'm retired. So they're like, all right, they took the trade away. And then two weeks later, he showed up to camp. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not retiring. <laughs> he, he, got, he got out of a trade for lying about retiring. And the but reason he said why it on air, too, which was like, it's yeah, crazy. but he was retired at that point. He wasn't playing anymore, That's I think, true. at that point. So That's he true. kind of came out of retirement. But he, uh, the other thing I will, I will say real quick about him is uh, apparently in the, se- in the offseason, they had to send in virtual walkouts to the coaching staff and say, hey, I did my sprints. Yeah. What he would do is he would do it one day, but wear different shirts. And <laughs> he sent in the same day, but uh, different different shirts. But like, hey, this is Mondays, this is Tuesdays, this is Thursdays. I mean, I think it's funny, but at the end of the day, you are an NFL athlete and you are playing to win. So yeah. you do yourself more justice being fitter for the game. And I don't know. I just thought it was funny. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. This is, this is definitely going to be old news, but... Yeah, we'll see. We we'll see if this is even. Yeah, everybody's gonna laugh about this, but oh, he was right. Oh, you're full of shit. He was so fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, but David, go ahead. Do you? I wanted to talk about foam rolling and self malfascial release. Do yeah, you guys problem do with, it with the hyperbole. Yes. Huh? I was looking for my hypervolt. I was gonna say you got a problem with the hypervolt. No, no, I don't think it's a problem. I just wanted to talk about what some uh, research studies have shown about the whole 
foam rolling thing. And the majority of them really don't come out in favor of foam rolling, but they also don't come out in favor of not foam rolling. Oh, so it's like up in the air. It's 50, 50. It's more of like a, you know what? It could have very small, very slight positive results for sprinting or pain reduction sensitivity or something like that. And uh, right. one guy named Dr. Quinn Hennick, he's um he runs this place called the clinical athlete and he's a physical therapist. And he was mentioning about how foam rolling, one of the reasons, one of the ways people think it works, especially the, the scientists that are running these tests are that if you're, if let's say you have limited ankle mobility, you're going to foam roll your, your calves, your anterior tib, all that stuff, go squat, do it again, roll out your calf and to squat, do it again. Like something like along those lines, that's when it has a big um, positive response, mainly because once you start formulating the shit out of your anterior tip and your calf, that hurts. And at that point, it's sort of like, you know, he doesn't use the word numb, but I, I say the word kind of like numbs the pain in terms of when you go squat, it you're can able mask to get in, the pain. Exactly. You could get into a different range with the ankle and then work with that mobility that you have. In the know? ankle. The ankle, right? And then... Uh, <laughs> Gotta get Dr. And, um, on the podcast. But yeah, I mean, that's what I tell my clients whenever they ask me about foam rolling, you know? Yeah, I agree. That I think... doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to do it. Yeah. It doesn't you know? hurt to do it. Like, it, yeah. it may hurt not to do it. What, what happens when your clients it. are highly against... I had one person who was... Um, she hated the idea of foam rolling because it was something about blood. Like she was like, I get very queasy around blood. What? And I was where like, is there blood when you foam roll? Well, that's why I said, I said, we're not going, the foam roller isn't going to go into your body and it's not going to cut you up. Like you, you don't get damaged to the point this where this piece of foam is going to cut you up. Right. So it was, it was one of those things where the, I, I think it was the concept and I don't know, right? You know, everybody's got their thing. I respect everybody's thing. So I said, all right, we're not foam rolling today. That's it. But I think it had to do with like the idea of the muscle meat, like moving around the bone and then the blood moving around in, within that, like your blood moving around within that. How does kind you of, feel about laying down on the floor and how does you feel about laying in bed? Listen, man, when people tell you these things, you just keep it moving. You don't got to. I mean, you got to. I don't know. You can dissect you to, it, but yeah, I just yeah. respected it. I said, all right, with them. If it's about foam, if if all of that is from the foam roll, we're not foam rolling. We're gonna but it's do an interesting different. take because if you if you wanted to and this is not criticizing you, because I, I look, I found myself in a situation where it's been hard to uh, get people to do so or, or encourage the foam rolling concept. Right. Mm. And if we, I'm sure, again, you, this wouldn't be the typical approach, but I'm sure if, if their first response or resistance is, you know, I don't like how the, the blood is moving around or the tissue, what do you think taking the stairs is doing? Like if you had a superficial picture and looked underneath your skin and saw what the blood, how the blood was circulating, how the muscles were working, when you, as you just said, David, as you were laying down, as you got out of bed, as you went to use the restroom, as I you feel got about sitting down on a chair. It's if you want to, but yeah. and look, honestly, Angel, it sounds and, and you probably saw this and you realize it wasn't worth picking that battle, right? But there's also some there's might be something deeper there than what they're saying, yeah. which we, we can see that as well. Where someone's oh, it's because of this, but honestly, it's there's maybe something else to it. And as you said, it's and, and David made a great point of oh, it's it's not it, it can help you if you do it, but I wouldn't necessarily say that oh, if you had poor ankle mobility it wasn't because you didn't just foam roll one day there's probably more factors to it is it because of the sort of shoes you're wearing is it because you're on your feet or you're sitting more there's so many factors and variables that go into things of that nature that it's not to say that because you didn't foam roll for 10 minutes today you know do you but, think, uh, go i was gonna ask like do you think it's worth it for um like the clients that are coming in to for them to foam roll before their session and if they don't foam roll before their session then you foam roll in session like I mean, the evidence is kind of like half and half from what it sounds like. So I read, I read the research on that and said that pre pre workout foam rolling showed a small increase in sprint performance and like jumping and and, and stuff like that, whereas um, post workout foam rolling showed a very very slight decrease. 
I think and I mean, depends. if anybody wants to read it, it's on. Uh, it's a big meta analysis on no. um, on the National Library of Medicine. But it's um, it's called the effects of foam rolling on performance and recovery. But uh, you know, send that to the group. I want to take a look okay. at that. I mean, it, like I said, it, it depends, right? If you want to do it, do it. If not, you don't have to. But I'm always a big person of like, well, let's give it a shot. You know, it's the, you won't lose anything. And it also depends on the case, right? If someone is, as I mentioned, sitting all day and they are really tight in their hip complex or limiting their ankle um, mobility that day, where, or if someone is on their feet all day moving, let's say, depending on what kind of work they do, and then they come train with you, uh, I think it just depends, honestly. And um, I, it's this is a little. I don't want to say this, but this is when someone asks me, oh, should I come in to walk out? Let's say it's 8 a.m. Should I come in fasted or on a full stomach? I I think there are positives to doing both. Mm. And I think there are advantages and disadvantages to doing both. And depends how you respond, depends how your body is typically tuned in uh, with the nutrition. But I think it just kind of, without going away too too far away from foam rolling, sorry, so I bring it back in, but... It, I, I going back to your point, Angel, about should they do it 10 minutes before or in session? I think it's uh, a safe thing to do 10 minutes at the beginning of a session to, to feel your familiar, or at least feel the, the client is familiar. And look, this is by no means a criticism, but there have been um, some people I work with that just forget uh, more rapidly some of the movements for foam rolling. And it's like Chinese whispers, you know, Chinese whispers? No. Like if we go around a circle, let's say there's 10 of us, That's I whisper. What's up? Oh, the telephone it, effect, Jacques. So, well, so in, in England, in it's it. called Chinese whispers. So <laughs> it's when yeah. you whisper something, by the time it gets round to you, it sounds different. Or, yeah. So the point I'm making about that is if you taught someone how to foam roll, how they perceived it and how they remember it, look, you'll be noticed. Sometimes you teach someone to foam roll, let's say week one of the program, look at week six. It looks different. Sometimes, not always, sometimes. So and people are like, what are we doing again? Well, I, I use, I do issue, use, but... yeah, I love to use it for diversifying posture, right? So if you, if you're sitting down for a long period of time, you're in spinal flexion, you know, your hips are all jacked up, hip flexion, all that stuff. But then you get on a foam roller, you have to go down to the ground, you have to roll on the roller, you have to set yourself up, like kind of like you're doing a plank and then roll along the roller um, or flip over, you know, things like that. And that helps diversify somebody's movement. And I think that that is the part that is probably the most beneficial for some of my clients, more so than the actual rolling itself, like getting down to the ground, rolling around for a bit, and then climbing up into a standing position that could possibly help. If the foam roller isn't doing that much, then at least there's that diversity. Similarly, there's also like the back extension against the roller or the knee flexion against the roller for grinding purposes. Um, or sitting down in like that figure four for um, like using a trigger point ball for the glute, things like that help to mobilize the body, mobilize um, and create that diversity. So they move better. So that's why I, I like wanna... to, when you do see some, I, I, I think that you can see a lot, especially with the back, you can see a lot of uh, progress made for somebody's mobility. And maybe if it's not attributed to the roller itself, then it's attributed to going to spinal extension and then trying out your spinal flexion, spinal extension, right? Because what else is going to have you in spinal flexion, really? I mean, uh, spinal extension. Extension. Really. Yeah. It's all limited. Going, yeah. going on that point as well, where um, something that I have a, a friend I train, for example, and um, uh, he'll he'll ask, oh, this hurts. What should I do to stretch it? As in, my groin hurts, or I pull my groin. How do I stretch it? And I, I just want to take this time on here to say that it isn't always necessarily the best approach to stretch what feels pulled or stretch, right? Already Think stretched. of where you're gonna overstretch it. Exactly. That's so. And the first thing when someone tells me or asks me is. One, we're not doctors, but two, I don't have MRI eyes. I can't see the inside. So I'm going to go off judgment. I'm going to go off your symptoms and the experience I've had. So, but, and I remember, I want to say, I can't remember who, which one of the managers at 76 Street told us this. And this really, for me, helped me understand uh, injuries and tightnesses a lot better. And think of the antagonistic muscles. So if we're talking about, let's say your hamstring is tight, 
or, or uh, think about tightening your quads or whether it's foam rolling, but don't necessarily assume the, the, um, the source of the pain is the root of the problem or the pain, right? So I mentioned my foot, my right foot isn't completely, uh, the arch of the foot isn't completely symmetrical. When I started discovering that a few years ago, I'm like, is that the why my chain going up from my, my ankles to my knees to my hips, there's a little dysfunction. Is that why my left knee is as fucked up as it is? It could be as something as simple as that. So the point I'm trying to make is never assume that like if my left knee was an issue, it's probably more to do with something in there wasn't probably working in my hip or my knee on the other side. It's very rarely that the, the source is always the root of the problem. The so joint theory. Exactly. But that, and it's just a touch on this with foam rolling. So if you think, ah, oh, my calves are really tight. All right. What is it below your calves? It's your shoes you're wearing, or I know you guys like that sound effect. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump and say this, right? I worked with someone before and they were squatting and they were like, ah, I really hurts as I wear in, in my thighs. What do you mean? It hurts. It was a muscle walking, man. It was your muscle was walking. Yeah. That's but a whole another conversation about what is pain, define pain, define pain. And you and could go back to probably Cliff's episode where we spoke a little bit about that. I think hundred percent. And knowing again, like you said, pain, the, the difference between discomfort or the tissue working and, right. and then it being chronic joint pain. And, and, and it's funny because I know we typically describe the pain as being um, anything dull and achy is usually, um, I say, no, joint don't, or don't, tissue Don't do it related. to yourself. Don't define pain right now. <laughs> no, but then we describe sharp pain as being more nerve related, for example. But then yeah, how, how does the client or how does the the person you're working with know how to describe it. It's a little like, and having been there myself, I would say, I mean, it kind of feels like this, but like, again, the person isn't with MRI eyes looking at yeah. it inside you. So, but just to say that there's not a blueprint for how I say all three of us tomorrow have a quad injury or hamstring injury or cough injury, or whatever. There's not one way that's going to help us all the same. Right. Not likely. I mean, if there is, it could, there could be one way that, overall helps us about as efficient as as possible or a method of helping recover but it's not to say me uh yourself david yourself angel we do this one recovery practice that's going to help us recover let's say our calf strain we might take a little bit longer and there's so many variables and studies that can be done into that concept but just to say that if we're foam rolling anyone listening you're not going to get the exact same response as everyone. It's always a little bit different. It's a little hard to tell. So there's never, everything is, is ever that black and white or set in stone. True that. And if that was Richard, Richard's strain is going. Actually, don't say, don't say Yo, it so it's so if it funny, is Richard. T- <laughs> Richard, you got to be careful. It <laughs> always, good. it always helps to understand and I'll get serious because it does make sense. If you, if you understand the body from a, a physiological standpoint, when it comes to injury, you understand that the immediate response to injury is uh, inflammation. And then you have to figure out whether you need inflammation and you don't necessarily want to push inflammation away unless it's hindering you to do other things. For example, if my knee is swelling up to the point where I can't like, I can't walk, then I might want to ice that knee, right? Because if it continues to swell up, then I'm just not going to be able to uh, move. So you need to mitigate it. You need to manage it. But understanding that, you know, you're not just going to like hit it with a foam roller because that's going to cause more inflammation. So, you know, obviously when you get injured, if you get injured, speak to your doctor, physical therapist, try to get that sorted out um, before you start attacking it with a whole bunch of things. But uh, understand that inflammation is not necessarily the problem. And that's, that's where I want to touch on about the Theragun. I know David was going to talk about it when, if a client asks me, oh, I just got a Theragun and I was drilling the fuck out of my legs and my back. You could bruise yourself. I don't, that's can, one thing where I don't like going, Angel. Nah, I was just going to say not even bruise. I've used the Hypervolt when I first got it, fresh out the gate back in 2018, 2017, when that shit was like not founded at all. <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, I, it was more than a bruise. Like I tore tissue. Like it was like a grade one tear or something like that. Micro so, tear. And, and, and let's be honest, that's probably a very common occurrence when people yeah. are using it. Yeah, and and that they can, overdo it. So they they want to get it, it fixed quick. 
but that can go back to a number of things. That can go to not being able to decipher or distinguish the different sorts of symptoms of pain or discomfort. That can be one. It can be also, mm-hmm. I didn't like it unless a massage therapist was using this. Why? The same reason when we saw trainers, or I'm going to say when I saw trainers giving a client a massage after a workout, there's so if you're a licensed massage therapist, fine. You know what you're doing. But when someone, and that's why when Alex, she'll say, oh, do this, or she'll do it, and she'll do it like around my neck or my traps. I, it could be good for me, but she's not a licensed massage therapist. So I'm like, I don't know what you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I don't understand all of that, but she, she, she's not a licensed massage therapist. And I think it goes in the same context as if a trainer isn't, isn't licensed by law to do it. You open yourself to the possibility of a lawsuit for one, mm-hmm. but then also the thoroughbred. I've had people come up to me and say, yeah, uh, my partner just drilled the fuck out of my back pain and it's gone. And I'm thinking, Okay, same thing I just mentioned about the source and the root of the problem. If you have pain in your lower back, I mean, yeah, it could be something to do with a disc being herniated or displaced, whatever it is, but there's maybe something else along the chain that could be contributing to it. And honestly, just just for um, a, a summary on this, on my take, usually if you have back pain, some of the first thing you start working with are, are glute stretching, hamstring stretching, or glute strengthening. I'm sure if you ask a physical therapist, some of the first things to start doing with any back pain, you're doing things like bridges, you're doing things like monster, uh, monster walks, things of that nature. Um, just again, if you think that, and you look at the this, if you look at the human body from the posterior side, right, you look at the whole body, and if you were to point and look at the skeleton at your lower back where you're feeling the pain, you know, let's just say for theory that your glutes are underactive, right? Whether you have the real hip. Uh, anterior um, pelvic tilt whether your glutes just aren't active whether you are someone who sits down all day there's a strong likelihood and this is based on my experience that if someone's had back pain we've done those exercises and those patterns the pain is pain is lessened or they're not as conscious of it at least so just to just just to chip in there really and say that there has there's it's not as simple as you just said david as well it's not a simple fix the body doesn't work like that the body doesn't just go and I also am really against people just popping Advil like it's nothing. I don't. You're not addressing the problem. You're masking it, and that's why I'm not gonna shit on it. But Katie tape, I don't believe in it. How are you gonna tell me that something on the outside of your skin is gonna help manipulate how your tissue sits on the inside? It's like, I don't uh, buy it. Icy hot or Bengay. It doesn't get deep enough to actually fucking do something. I don't think so. It's interesting you mentioned about Bengay because when I played rugby. We had something called a deep heat, and it was the same thing when it gave that kind of burning sensation. And honestly, it was enough to, to take your mind off of it. But if you had something, if you had an orthopedic injury, uh, something with a fractured bone or a tendon, or something, that's not going to do anything from the surface. I think those things do their work for things that are like kind of like surface minor. stuff. So like, yeah, very minor because I've had like a couple of strains and a couple of pulls and that has helped with that. Um, tiger bomb, same thing, right? Yeah. Tiger bomb, same thing. Like you put that on and then, you know, I, I'm not licensed to say whether it's like masking the the pain and then making me feel a different sensation. Right. They all get the, the argument of like, Oh, my foot hurts. And somebody slaps you in the face. You're just like, ah, and you just run away. And it's like, what happened to your foot hurting? Right. Like, I don't know if it's that sort of <laughs> running like the hamburger. Never forget. <laughs> oh man. Never forget that one. But um, I don't know if it's that situation or if it's something different, right? Like it focuses on, you know, uh, attacking like the fascial tissue. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works, but that does work for pulls and strains for me personally. But yeah, if you got something fractured, that's probably not going to do the job. Yeah, actually, some, well, it depends. It depends because, you know, those people who have rib fractures and they don't know that they fractured their ribs until like Drew Brees. months later. I don't know about Drew Brees. I know Gronkowski once fractured his rib and it punctured his lung. You remember that? And he was back in like a week. Yeah, I believe that. I don't Those think there was any gay there. Yeah. Well, it's know. like, it's, we'll have to, um, we'll have to bring on this, um, this new scientist that I know. And she, she, she walks in neuroperformance, but concussions as well. When, when Mahomes went out and he came out within five days, she was like, yeah, that's terrible. That's, there's no way the brain healed in five days. No way. We'll see. I mean, that's I a different topic forgot, for a different day, yeah, but yeah, I forgot who mentioned it that whenever somebody has a, um, an injury, like a tendon ligament that 
takes years for that to actually maybe get to 100%. And usually people don't wait that long. I mean, they, cool. they when they get paid millions to play, they're not going to wait that long. They're not waiting. Yeah. And even the team isn't going to let you wait that long. Mm. They're not going to pay you. Um, but I, think- I did want to say there was, I, I probably mentioned this before with concussions and genetic uh, predispositions to concussions. Did I ever mention that before? Maybe not. I don't think so. Okay. So if you get that um, neuroscientist on, uh, then maybe we can speak about that a little bit more in depth. But basically, it's just there are studies that and studies and tests that people can take now in order to see if they have a genetic predisposition to having concussions on contact Mm. and the severity of the concussions based on that. Uh, But that provokes or it kind of like creates another whole loophole versus with um, ethics because if you're an athlete would you rather know that you're predisposed or at a higher risk for concussions if you're like in high school and you're a rock star playing football or in college and you're a rock star playing football and then who does that information go to does it go to the teams does it go to potential teams that are looking for you well, uh, scouts are they being forced to take this test no, it's all it's all optional and it's all confidential. These were just studies just to see if they could actually do it because they had, you know, done some research on genetic testing and they found um, a series of DNA that can say, all right, you are at a higher risk of getting um, concussions like or a severe concussion and uh, based on contact. Right. So some people aren't. And they're good to go. I mean, you'll still get concussed every now and again, but some people have like, it's just a one hitter quitter. And would you rather know that beforehand or not know it at all? Um, and then who does that information go to? Right. So. No, it's fast, fast. It's really, it's, excuse me. It's super fascinating stuff, honestly. Um, and they always say about how we know so little about the brain and still so much for salon about it, but then it's just, I, again, that's why I just think, um, yeah, I don't know. That stuff's just super fascinating, and we have so much to learn. And uh, it, it this taps into something else, but obviously, like mental health, for example, and uh, and that's why we're we're fitness professionals and we're big advocates of movement because it helps. When you something I'll say as well, when I was doing this internship in the summer with um uh, with Louisa, her name is um she's the neuroscientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's and she works with athletes all the time, and um I'll, I'll I'm sure we'll get on one day. She'd love to, and. uh she had me look into the research of Alzheimer's, for example. And whenever I looked at, say, the early onset stages of Alzheimer's or what some of the uh, signs to pick it up or some of the things you can do to help um, decelerate the process because there's essentially no cure, but you really, there's so many things you can do. And as you mentioned, the I, I, I can't re-quote what you said, but uh, remember you were saying, but if you're perhaps more at risk of... Um, yeah, if you're more at risk of having a concussion on contact or at a severe, like your likelihood of having a severe concussion on contact, like they can figure that stuff out. Would you rather know or would you rather not know? And then who gets that information? That's a, yeah, I think that'd be something or the rest, Carl, someone uh, more um, who would know more to that as well. It'd be really good to kind of pick their brain, no pun intended. Um, but stuff, things like that and uh, picking up on early onset health mental health disorders um is really important because the sooner you catch it the sooner you can start to decelerate it but what i was getting at was the one thing the the one theme that was very uh common when i was looking at all these papers was how the most the most inexpensive and practical method to help with the delayed um stages of alzheimer's or any um forms of dementia is um um uh, sorry i lost my train of thought is um yeah it doesn't sound good but no, it is, a- is 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 movement sorry that was yeah. what i was trying to get at was it movement if you have if you exercise regularly and there was some study saying it would be better to be high intensity low intensity just moving but a lot of though there were so many studies and every time i saw something it was movement 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 obviously nutrition is very good and yeah. and sleep is very important as well which that's something that we've seen i'm sure when you see a client and they're not seeing results if you start digging into their sleep you know, or I, uh, I mean, having done some more chair assessments recently as well, I love picking into the habits. I think that, I think this is things that I never tapped in before that makes such a difference in everything and in, in daily life and why they keep stepping on the scale. They're not seeing the changes they want to or staying longer. There's so many things, but it's, um, 
sleep as well being as important as as a nutrition as as movement but it's it, it, and the reason why i had a strong interest as well was something that my grandfather had in his in his last stages of his life and to see how someone i i think what i'm getting at as well is when if if you guys had kids would you let them play a contact sport or would you let them play i i use say american football would you like would you let them play if you had kids yep so david word angel uh i don't know i i probably not it's also it your depends. wife's decision usually more than yours but yeah i think we'd have right? to have a conversation about that but i'm we we spoke about that low-key and we said uh we're rooting kind of for baseball um baseball or tennis so they're not necessarily at the i mean baseball you can have contact right so you slide into a base you bump into somebody something like that um but or you run into a wall like if you're outfielder <laughs> or something like that or Derek Jeter right shortstop jumping into the crowd um but yeah that, that is a good question I don't know we're we're still debating that but right now we got baseball and tennis lined up we said tennis soccer uh I want to say hockey and, she just, and I just think the fact that something as big as the NFL has so much more of an uh, of attention on it because of how big it is as opposed to something like the NHL hockey because it's not as big. It's not going on such a big platform, but um, David, you said you feel you would. Yeah. David played lacrosse, right? Yeah. yeah that's also pretty intense as well. We're going to use those. Collarbone. You broke your kid's collarbone? A kid's collarbone. A kid. Oh, I was like, first of all, let's talk about your kid. <laughs> this just in. David's got a kid. No kids. No kids actually high school. ACS, stand by. No kids that I know of. <laughs> um, so I wanted to just plug this book real quick because this was the one that was talking about uh, the concussions and then maybe we could wrap it up. Okay. But it, it's The Sports Gene, The Sports Gene by David Epstein. So that was a book that I copped on audible.com and uh, read it, listened to it. And towards the end, they started speaking about a, a lot of different genes that are being tapped into or people are researching and their kind of like impact on sports and the ethics of human being or human of humankind because it's very tied in whenever you say genes or genetics it's kind of like you got ethics right there on the other side um speaking of which i also got a chance to read colin's book and there was something that he referred to you finished it already um i'm halfway through i'm a very slow reader it's not that big of a book actually i I got it right here i'll show you because he's gonna come on next so the youtube people can kind of get my darling by the time this drops you know it's like it's like oh it's colin's colin's picture yeah my dude nice um but anyway uh he did speak about something in regards to ethics and we'll get into it next week when we have him on but any closing thoughts you guys good you want to wrap it up yeah i'm gonna be doing a shit ton of war zone i'm officially now uh by myself with alfie so let's do it Get on that zone. Anyone yeah, who's man. listening to this plays, yo, we out. We might it's we dumb. once I get better than one kill uh, uh every five games, we should start a Twitch channel because my play is hey, fucking trash. I've seen David actually on Austin's Twitch. Oh yeah? yeah? Horrible. Yep. David's on the low on the low, just like running around. Or if he's you're terrible. Dead. How fucking bad am I gonna be? Okay, listen, first of all, that was a bad day. When and... you remember when you, me, and Adrian were like number three we always and i was like play we always get like sixth or seventh i was the last one alive and i was doing some ridiculousness hiding behind a log that probably didn't even exist it was like like me it was like a broken graphic of something that used to be there and i'm just prone just trying to read up shout out to adrian we played last night he got 27 kills oh my goodness that's insane fucking monster wow that's awesome all right we'll wrap it up we'll catch you guys next week See you later. Bye. Bye.